Hey everybody, welcome to Surface Level, creating a community where Black and queer folks are fearless in thought and curious at heart. I'm one of your hosts, Tony, and today Jordan, Damon, and I are closing out season four by answering a few questions directly from you, our Surface Level Insiders. This is Beyond the Surface Level 4. All right. So, guys, we did it again. <laughs> again. And again. And again. And again. And again. <laughs> like, this season was very dynamic, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was a lot of fun with the video content, this go around. Like, we did, oh, we did something new. I looked crazy all season. You look crazy all I season. Upset every you day. You look upset. Your your crazy was an understatement. I'm perpetually upset. Listen, I was hoping. I, w- I hope we can still put together a reel of like all the expression, facial expressions Demon makes throughout the season because we did get a lot of feedback on people being like that. Demon seeing his expression the most actually out of the three of us was like very telling on. The type of person he is, and people loved it. Yeah, yeah. people fell in love with Demon with the facial um, reactions. I think, <laughs> I think I think that people understood you more clearly. Yes, they did. <sighs> and so this season for surface level, we kind of refined what our mission is a little bit, and we say it at the top of the episode every week. And we talk about creating a community where Black and queer folks are fearless in thought and curious at heart. And we were fortunate enough this go around to actually form a partnership with Moby, Mobilizing Our Brothers Initiative. And they share some of the same values that we have, which, you know, is really important to us. Like any anybody we partner with, we want them to be aligned with what we're doing. And so they, they too have a mission of creating safe spaces for queer people of color. Uh, so, you know, where they can be seen and where they can be their holistic selves. And they're also about promoting a community and wellness and personal development, which is a lot of what we also Mm -hmm. are doing here with Surface Level. So to help us highlight this partnership, we have with us today Laquan Dawson, who is a visual director, filmmaker, photographer, and currently serves as the visual director for Moby. So today we are excited to officially welcome Laquan to our Surface Level family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm nervous. Oh, it's fine, child. It's Trust just, me. It's just us. It's just, it's just it literally is just us. Um, drink some what's in that mug. Right. Yeah, well, drink. Yeah, drink some more some what's that, in that mug. That water in that mug. You know, that's our that's our little uh, courage, our liquid courage in that mug. Whatever courage you have in there. So, we want to start with this, Laquan, because it's really important to us, um, and it's something that it's kind of our moniker for what we sort of charge people with and we say stay curious and we want to know what you're curious about Hmm. i'm curious about um other ideas of futures that i just haven't thought about yet uh i think that i've gotten stuck in some moments thinking like there are only these options for the future um or at least mine and so i'm kind of curious like what's behind that wall Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so that's what i'm trying to break down now Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Love that. Um, So let's talk a little bit about Moby and specifically your experience with Moby. Mm -hmm. How has Moby impacted your Black queer life? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. um, I would say that Moby has saved my life in many ways, um, saved my ass in many ways. Um, and I'm just eternally grateful. Uh, 
I met them um, when I was going through like a, a really big transition in life um, from a career transition and just like I had just kind of got to New York and um, they just like, you know, helped a lot. They like gave me like a chance and a platform and like mm -hmm. really believed in me and just like offered me uh, all these opportunities to, to direct and like to be a boss and to make like decisions that would affect a lot of people. And um, yeah, and they've just introduced me to so many people and so much community and and um, directly and indirectly, uh, like through my work and just like in person at events, right. um, I've just like been just they they put just so many people in front of me and into my life and and they're all so lovely and beautiful and they're all they're all like some of my closest friends, um, and I I just feel like I could never like repay repay the team for for that, um, wow. but I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's beautiful because we all have to find our community our tribe our safe space and for you it started as i guess someone that you weren't necessarily a part of moby yet but you have become a part of moby and you've helped put on so many different events for moby and we want to know from you like is there any one particular event that you feel you're the most proud of um throughout your involvement with moby yeah sure um what I'm thinking of isn't actually an event, but um, something that was inspired by uh, and, and kind of came after an event that we've put on so often um, is Moby Talks, which is kind of like a TED Talk style um, d discussion, um, like on a stage with a, a, a black queer audience. Um, and so before the pandemic happened, we had decided actually to take that take that uh, that live action experience um, and bring it digitally so it can reach more people and so that it could live longer in a lot of ways. Um, so... Uh, Moby told me that as their note, uh, Deshaun, you know, our founder told us that he wanted it to be digital, so just figure out how to make it happen. And then <laughs> I had all these ideas um, uh, that were, let's just like inspire me after hearing that. And um, he's really let me run with it and do what I wanted to. So uh, we did Moby Talks, a digital series, which is um, uh, our digital version of the live event. And it came in uh, three installments. Um, so there are three like experimental documentaries um, mm -hmm. that were 30 minutes each. Uh, focusing just like on love, on uh, sexuality, on liberation, on wellness, and on community and identity within um, a black queer community. So we interviewed, um, I interviewed adult film stars, um, I interviewed a okay. psychotherapist, um, I interviewed uh, some of my friends, um, I worked on scores and uh, worked on illustration pieces and animation with a, a lot of my favorite artists. Um, uh, we, we we built like just like this whole musical thing. I worked with some of my favorite dancers for each episode. Um, uh, we talked to like to pat to black queer pastors, and we talked mm. to parents and children, and just a whole bunch of people that uh, we packed into these three episodes. And uh, it was like one of the hardest things that I've done in my life. And uh, it it when I when I now that I have some distance because it came out in um, the summer. It came in May. It came out in May twenty twenty one, I believe. And um, and made in 2020 right right before right after the pandemic mm -hmm. and uh just having some distance from that since it's it came out like um, almost two years ago i'm like okay this is actually <laughs> a piece of fucking work and people should see it and i'm really proud of it and i love it and i love that um that it exists and that whoever gets to see it can see it that's exciting i love the fact that you you're this creative being and i feel like moby allows you to express all of those different parts of you and what you're able to do you don't have to just be in the box of like i can i'm only a photographer or i'm only whatever it is and you get to 
live all of those things out and see make those things happen and when you talked about like you you've never done certain things like that's part of the growth um mm -hmm. of building something and if you build it they will come <laughs> so i i think now would be a good time for you to let us know like you know that there's a lot going on with moby you guys have so much in store so much coming up so what's next what's coming up and where can people find out more about Moby? Um, yeah, so what we have coming up next are a series of Moby Talks. Um, we're bringing it back live, so it'll be in person again. There'll be a really, really great one in New York. And um, I visited the venue recently. It is very, very fab. I felt like <laughs> I was Carrie Bradshaw walking into yes. the apartment. I'm like, this is the venue. Let's get it. Period. Um, so New York, please come out to that and look out for the date. And the dates and locations for the rest of them are to, to come. But uh, That's exciting. We um, have our festival going to be in person this year as well. Um, the past two years it was digital because of covid but it'll mm -hmm. be in person in new york city um i believe it'll be in um, williamsburg this year um so look out for that look out for promote promo um you can follow us on instagram at moby nyc m-o-b-i nyc and uh, our website is mobi-nyc.com um yeah thank you okay mm -hmm. well that's exciting I'm, i remember damon jordan and i we actually have we went to Moby Fest yes. and we a had time. a fantastic time the last time. I guess that was the last time I was in person. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad to hear that we're moving back to that space because the big part of like building that community is us getting together in the same rooms and seeing it in real yeah. and, and having that interaction. Um, but aside from Moby, there is Laquan Dawson, the person, and you have a lot going on with just what you're doing outside of Moby. So where can people find out more about you and the things you have going on? Um, yeah, let people know. Yeah, um, you can follow my work at Laquan Dawson, L-A-Q-U-A-N-N-D-A-W-S-O-N. -N -N um, that's two N's on my name. Um, on all social platforms and uh, LaquanDawson.com for my website. Please uh, get into the work. All right, Laquan 2 N Dawson. We love that. <laughs> uh, so this is where... We want to say thank you. Um, really, yes. like this season has been made possible by Moby. Like it really has brought surface level to a new level. <laughs> um, and we really appreciate you guys for supporting us. And we're going to continue to support you guys in the same way you support us. So we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So for our first little segment for Beyond the Surface Level, we're going to play a little game. Okay. And we haven't done this in a while, so we're going to do a little season four themed superlatives. Oh, that's fun. So most likely to be caught up in some bullshit. So let's see how this goes. I'm excited. All right. So first, which host do you think is most likely to secretly have a friend with benefits? To secretly have a friend with benefits. Tony. I say Tony as the well. The girls are vicious. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't even let me reread the question twice before well, they you said were trying me. to reread because you was trying to deflect. It's right. you. <laughs> you know it's you. It's fine. We ha we handle everything on the podcast by a two three vote. And okay, well, it's me. It's done. It Am I the drama? You are the yes. drama. It's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> so next, most likely to be described as a fashion show with no fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> I didn't want to say myself. She's a beautiful girl, though. To say. She's a beautiful girl. She's beautiful. Do, do not treat me like Giselle. Face card. You are Giselle. You are our Giselle. Giselle. Face card don't miss. But <laughs> face card never misses. Face card does not miss. All right. Most likely to win a pageant at HBCU Homecoming. 
Me. <laughs> I think Jordan. Me. I was going to say Tony. Really? Really? A pageant? I don't Tony's know. a pageant girl? I'm not I a pageant like, girl. Like the whole like charismatic, fun, prepared. Well, well no, that's Jordan. Hmm. Actually, no, maybe I'll be, it'll be like, I don't know. It'll be a face-off. It, it'll be a face-off. <laughs> I could be, it's like Jordan would come right. in as the favorite, but then Tony would be like the dark horse. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably like accurate. That yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right. Most likely to have an unpopular opinion and get dragged in the comments. Demond. Or I, Jordan. It's I like think, between me and I Jordan. Think it's, yeah, I think it's between the two of it's between y'all. You actually got dragged in the comments, so we. <laughs> yeah, the girls dragged Jordan. <laughs> my my, I feel like my opinions are probably more problematic, and Demond's comments are, are more, more like, untraditional. Yeah, there are two different types of. There's, there are two different types of problems for our for yeah. our listeners. Yeah. All right. Most likely to fall in love at first sight. <laughs> Jordan. Jordan falls yeah. in love every week. <laughs> it's you know I I love love. You're hopeless. <laughs> yeah. just hopeless. Not a hopeless Stop. romantic, just hopeless. That was mean. No, I'm, I, I take that. I'm back. I don't take it back. I don't have to say you're hopeless because you know you're hopeless. <laughs> no, and that's shade. Shade. I'm sad. Most likely to go back to an ex. Crickets. Demond. Cricket. Demond. Uh, you. Me. You. I. I've I, never gone back to an ex. Most likely to. You, you have, have the propensity you, to go you, back. You would to an consider ex. it more than me. Well, you know, a thought and an action are two different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you, Tony, you, you likely break have the thought and the action. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A couple more. Most likely to engage in upper echelon self-care. Daman. I would say you. Me? I was going to say Jordan, too. What? I, I, think, I think, I think, I don't like, really do self-care. What? I'm just heads down, sleeves no, up. I don't, I don't. What? Just every day. Girl. In the hustle and Your the form of self-care is like, I'm going to take a... I'm going to go on a trip. But a like, solo trip. <laughs> to, that's, that's, to Bali. That's not, that's not my voice. <laughs> so not, that's not, I'm actually going to go back to I Madrid. This like beautiful <laughs> hut in the desert. <laughs> And it's and like I'm the just, only I'm just gonna there. eat at beautiful restaurants and like beautiful the entire time. And that's not my and voice. make my TikToks. Uh, yeah, and then that's it. That's your self care. <laughs> it makes if it, it, it's very upper echelon. Listen, I just feel like it's just given. It's just me. I am the upper echelon. <laughs> that, that is self care though. That's a form of self care. She I guess a, you're right. She has crystal puka shells on. <laughs> what kind of shells? I don't know what a puka shell is. Puka shell. <laughs> but you know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> that's upper echelon. That ass. Honey, I have on diamonds. Do not you got compare on, you got on puka shells to me, <laughs> baby. You on puka shells. <laughs> Never compare yourself to me. Finally, <laughs> most likely to go beyond the surface level on the podcast. Me, I, I would say me. Tony. Yeah, probably Tony. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. Tony generally, and I think, like, I have a hard rule of, like, I'm going either going to go all the way there or I'm not going to talk about things at all, so, which is why I would say you, because you talk about anything. Yeah. I think that's been, because for a long time, I was very private. Like, anyone who's been a friend of mine for a long number of years, they will say, like, I was always that private girl. I was, I was always here, close to the vest. And <laughs> I think... 
over time I've be I've found how liberating it is to just like tell your your truth and be in control of your narrative and like once you can do that you feel like you can literally do anything because no one can tell you about yourself and you're not worried about what anyone finds out. Hello. There's All no right. there's no secrets left. <laughs> I want to live a life where there's no li- what what can you say? He said I want there's no lie left. Yeah, where there's no lie left. Oh, that was good. That That's was one of my favorite things that. I've said all season. So actually. good. Ooh. Mm. Put that on the shirt, bitch. <laughs> and that's all the time we have. Close it up. <laughs> no, all we right. have we have quite a we few a questions time, to get through because settle on in. Um, <laughs> the listeners and the viewers, um, you all have had so many comments this season, um, in our comments and our DMs, and we made a point to collect these questions from everyone. So that we can answer questions from people who are engaged with the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just jump right into it. This first question, and these are all anonymous. Um, okay. No one submitted their name, unfortunately. Um, but what's one toxic trait you're well aware of, but keep sweeping under the rug? Damon. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's sweeping under the rug, but I know I have a quick temper. Mm. But everybody knows I have a quick temper. So it's not under the rug. It's not under the rug. It's on top of the rug. (laughs) It's on top of the rug. I'm trying to get it to like sit down in the chair and chill the fuck out. I'm working on that. But that's that's the thing, I would say. Tony? Yeah, I don't know. Two things came to mind that I would say they're... I don't... Toxic is... I don't like the word It's such a heavy word. I want to flip the question on (laughs) his head. (laughs) I do want to flip the question (laughs) on his head. (laughs) (laughs) I think one, one thing would be like follow up. Mm-hmm. But in certain aspects, like checking in on people mm-hmm. consistently. And that's the other thing. Consistency with me is a, a one of my toxic traits that I'm like good for a minute and then I just fall off. And I'm good for a minute and I just fall like it's just mother be sleep. <laughs> mother be mother be sleep. Mother be <laughs> mother be being mother. <laughs> so I think I think that might be it, I guess. Jordan. Um <laughs> Probably that, like, I don't really like being in spaces that I don't want to be in. And I feel like there's not a real substantial reason why I don't want to be in them. It's like a preference thing. And then it shows all over my face. I'm talking about just, like, raggedy environments and things like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And some people view it as toxic and people view it as, like, you know, the bourgeoisie. But, like... I really don't want to be here. I'm made to be here. But I also hate it here. The Um, bourgeoisie. The the bourgeoisie. I don't know if it's... (laughs) I don't know if it's toxic. And the the bitch just tried to say she wasn't an upper echelon self-care girl. Yeah, she's 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 all of those things. Well, I don't know. I mean, listen, we're all a work in progress, right? We all believe in work in progresses. <laughs> Me do um, at, this, at this table. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at this wooden table. <laughs> all right. The next question: Have have you all considered bringing ex partners on the show? I think it could be powerful to show healthy post relationship dynamics within the community. Um, Tony, let's start with you this time. Uh, I haven't thought about it but that's an interesting question because i i don't have any i don't have an issue um with my ex my most recent ex i'll say um or even the one before that i've only had two boyfriends ever um and so (laughs) i think that i i'm open to it because i'm curious what that conversation would look like that would be like 
riveting for me and mm-hmm. to just having our, our journal, which is surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, why not? Okay. Why yeah. not? Yeah, I would. I'm friends with, I'm actual friends with multiple exes of mine because we've developed friendships. Mm-hmm. One of which I know listens to our show and we talk about it all the time. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> Mother's yeah. face right now. Miss, <laughs> Miss, Miss Randall. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not interested in that and you know although we are executive producers of this show and we can figure <laughs> out what we want to air and what we don't want to air corporate cut i still i just you know i just feel like that's a that's a recipe for like chaos not with all of my exes um i think some of them will behave but um you don't let that one nutty one Oh, well, because I'm like, because uh, when you have the conversation, like it could go, it could get ugly because then it's like old feelings come up and it's just like, right. Well, but, the, but listen, and it's given girl, we could talk about this in the Uber home. You didn't have to bring this up right. on the microphone. I feel like I've done a lot of the work and repair in those relationships. Like even I've talked about you know, on the podcast, the relationship I had that got really dark, abusive at points. And I think we did a lot of self work and coming back together and putting to bed all that negativity yeah so it was the, it was the undoing yeah it, it, yeah and, and, and i like that because when you, you you carry that shit with you like you can't be mad at people for years years and ever who who wants that right Mm-mm. no so i think it's i think it's food for thought i think that it's not out of the question i can definitely dig up an ex who's like i feel like <laughs> could you know want to be on the show and it would be like you know a valuable exchange <laughs> he's like here are your um, talking points right here you go <laughs> you can only say these things <laughs> Like, so what do you think? You I think Jordan sued. is beautiful <laughs> and he has a fantastic soul. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump into the next question. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on practicing celibacy in a sex positive community that we are in? <laughs> do I have to practice it? <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. Would you practice Hell celibacy? No. Why the fuck would I do that? I don't know. I mean, That's maybe crazy. some people really, you know, find it like well, then therapeutic I, I think and cathartic. That some pe- to... People can do whatever floats their boat. Yeah. And if you want to be celibate, have at it. There's no judgment for me, but me myself. That's that's crazy. I can't. I, <laughs> why would I do that? I I can't think of what the the term is called, but there was something I came across where someone talked about. There's a practice of it's not. I guess it is celibacy, but it's like intentionally not ejaculating. Because it gives you some sort of like sperm retention. Sperm retention. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Are you re- <laughs> not for me? For <laughs> <laughs> a friend. Yeah, I think it would be like oh fun. Like let's do a a challenge. You know, yeah, that's like a, if you, a few days if you want to do it. But like well, that's uh, normal. Everyone does that. Yeah, but but if you, I think people I who think. practice celibacy are doing it for because they're dark sided. <laughs> 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 not that trying to oh, reform toe <laughs> trying to wash the sins away Mm-mm. no i mean i think the celibacy is like cool i don't know anybody who does it but um you know i i dabble in abstinence you know from time to time but like i don't think i would ever See, consider myself a so hold on so let's clarify what's the celibate. difference between abstinence and celibacy i don't know because got webster because celibate is not i'm just saying what do we think it is are they are they is, is, there, is there like a time period is there a difference a between the is, two is celibate a lifestyle and like abstinence is just like what you're doing right now in the moment maybe I made that, I made is like you're abstaining right you're yeah. from yeah i'm not having sex tonight 
Right, but <laughs> I don't think you're abstinent if you're not having sex tonight. No, I'm not having sex tonight. <laughs> but tomorrow it's going down. Right. <laughs> so you're not abstinent. Again and again. You that you cannot use that so loosely. I can't be abstinent tonight and then you know, girl, with the shits tomorrow. No, baby. Okay. No, you just do it with sperm retention. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm clear. retaining my sperm. <laughs> All right. It's my, reclaiming my I'm sperm. Look. <laughs> Let's jump into the next question. Oh, Ooh, it's about church. No, this is the one that's... But when is Jordan going to stop making excuses for white people and advocating for the comfort of white people? I submitted that one. I don't even understand. Like, I... So... What? <laughs> Take your time, baby. I don't even know where to begin with this because I don't think that I do that. Um, I do think that I am naturally a conflict averse person. Okay. Like I avoid conflict in a lot of situations. Like I feel like if things are escalating, y'all know me, I'll mm -hmm. walk out, I'll walk away. Mm -hmm. I won't engage. I don't like conflict. So maybe this person is reacting to like how, like my comments on like how I would react to racism Yeah, and being like, um, I'll just like, it's, it's a little bit too much for me. I'm not really trying to go full activist all the time. Um, I, I guess that could be interpreted as like making excuses for white people and advocating I, for the comfort. So it sounds like they're saying, but I like, feel like I'm prioritizing my comfort. I right. But it sounds like in my head, your comfort is, is centering white people because you're not, you're conflict averse. So you don't want to speak truth to power. You rather just be like, mm, I'm not dealing with this. I got enough stress, so let these girls be racist over here, and I'm just going. But it's not just that. limited to white people. I, or yeah, I, th I, right. I think two things. One, I think this came up when we did the housewife thing, and your criticism mm. was of Ebony and not of the racist upper East Side white women on the show. So I, th I remember when this question came in. I think it was around that time. And what I will actually say in defense of you, which I people probably won't expect in this question, is that I don't think your what you were about to say like you are you like comfort and not like ruffling feathers and i don't think that's specific to white people you're like and i, I think that that's your style of person mm -hmm. i am you all lean into in. lean in <laughs> everybody should be uncomfortable me myself me myself i think i think that the best things come from discomfort you and i are completely different people and i think that yes people can pick apart moments of what we talk about and like maybe deduce that it's like oh jordan just loves white people but i, I don't think that's a fair assessment is what right I some someone's heard a sound bite child and they, they took it and ran with it now would i love for you to make white people a little more uncomfortable sure but i don't think that's a fair question thank you <laughs> See, the girls thought i was gonna get it together not always thank you thank you for being so kind <sighs> That is all right. That's cute. That's real cute. <laughs> How? Do, okay, something more lighthearted. <laughs> How do you learn to become less clingy in relationships? And is that ever, and is that ever been a problem that any of you have? <laughs> Why fixed? you have to read that first Ooh. question like that? Well, the grammar is off. <laughs> you okay. didn't have to grammar do that game. To them. Much I, I was confused. The punctuation the, it's just wrong. But okay. did y'all get that, or do I need to paraphrase? You know, I got a bachelor's in journalism, and that's <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> what was the question exactly? Okay, um, how do you become? How do you learn to become less clingy in relationships? Oh, well, I think the idea of being individual people, like we are our own person, 
And when you enter a relationship, you, this is just my take. Cause it's not like, you know, you, I'm not, you yourself, I'm not spilling, you know, I'm not reading the gospel, but I think me, myself, I'm, I'm who I am without you and anything else is the cherry on top and the icing on the cake and all of that good stuff. So when I come together in a union with someone, I should show up as my whole self and they should show up as their whole self. And then we are a thing together, but also separate. I I love the, the that I've learned that neither of us owns one another. Hello. And we're mm. able to still have our separate lives and be our separate persons while being in a union together. Yeah. And so that's how I remain clingless. Damon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know I don't do clingy. I don't yeah, do I don't even know why I asked. Like I, I don't even think about relationships that way that anyone could be clingy. Um, because what am I clinging to? I, I, I don't own you. You don't own me. We have amazing experiences and when we are together, we have amazing experiences when we are apart that we can talk about when we're together because there's open communication about it. Um, I don't do titles, but the one I found that I like the most is partnership just because in that one, I don't feel like there's ownership. I just feel like there's shared experience and we are both strong individuals on equal footing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't have much more to add. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I love I love partnership. That's why I just say that's why the term partner is really it, it's more used in the career space. I don't hear it used a lot in um, the hetero space. They say like my husband or whatever. But I mean, like, well, it was used because you couldn't get married before, right? But even past that time, I still I it was funny when I was younger. I didn't like that term because partner. I was like, why can't I just be married? It's my husband. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> as I've grown and as I've like really reevaluated how I look at relationships or experiences with people that I'm romantically involved in. I, I really do like the term partner. I love it. I don't. Ooh. I like husband. Mother said, cling on to me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I admit that like, Wrap me up. <laughs> I, I, you know, I am susceptible to uh, a cling moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like the way that I've become less clingy over the years is from having relationships not succeed because I thought that the relationship needed to be a merged identity. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, mm, this is not really helpful, but I'm not fully reformed. I'm not fully healed. Mm-hmm. Um, I still meet people and I'm very obsessive. And it's like, if I find somebody who I feel like there's a connection with and that I like, I'm like, oh my good, like y'all know. I'm like, oh my goodness, like this person is great. Like this is like, this is my husband, <laughs> all of these things. And then it's just like, you know, not dust. Yeah. I mean, the way you are one way is the way you are every way. And, and <laughs> what? What, do we, what do we mean by that? <laughs> well, I feel like in your person, yes, in your person, I'm there with you. You have that obsessive compulsive, compulsive. Yeah. I get where you're going about you. And you're that way with, everything everything and not just specifically to dating it's with anything if you music you listen to music if you find a song or album like a hundred times a day so that's just how that's just your person who you are we mm-hmm. all have that not your specific trait <laughs> <laughs> but we, we but have this not we, that. we each have like who we are like the like you know who i am we know who demand is like mm-hmm. and so i'm the only one who listens to songs on repeat 
the in the manner first of in all, which... let's not describe it as songs on repeat. <laughs> like it's not like oh, I heard a song. I'm like oh, that was nice. Let's run that shit back. You pull up the single song and put it on for the day. Well, I, yeah, I want to learn the lyrics and I want to become one with the song. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, next. Um, next. Why are y'all forcing non-monogamy on people? Some people prefer one sexual partner and shouldn't be treated. It shouldn't be treated as less camera. than because of it. Damon, I'm gonna call on you because you have your hand raised. That was directly to you. Shut what? the fuck up. Um, <laughs> Sorry no, to this. First submitter. of all, nobody's forcing anything on anyone. I think the whole point of our show is to have perspective. perspective. The main perspectives are our three. True. Because yes. this is our show. Period. Um <laughs> The, also, the other perspectives are those of our guest, yep. and they are all unique. The, per- the questions and perspectives we're sharing now are those of people who listen to our show, and we're happy to discuss them, and we're happy to hear them. Amen. And I think that nothing we say is us trying to project anything on you because we don't think we're experts of anything. Okay. We're just sharing who we are, our lived experience. Hopefully, you can gain something from it. Maybe it's something that you want to do. Maybe it's something that you have no interest in doing. Period. There's no level of judgment on it. It's just us being most honest with who we are. Don't try me, try your mama. You're try no, Jesus. My when I when I first saw this question, my first thought was, how old is this person that submitted this question? Because if you can be forced to do something because you heard it on a fucking podcast, yeah. you must be 12. <laughs> and yeah. like just because someone is saying that this works for their life does right. not mean that you need to go and do that. Like Joe Rogan's in a whole podcast talking about racism works for his life. That doesn't mean he's forcing it on me. Hello? Right. Choose your own fate. If you want to be monogamous and you want to have one partner for the rest of your life, do it. Be bored. There's other people who... (laughs) Not be Be bored. bored. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find someone else who's aligned in that mission and, you know, that desire. But like you like okay, so what if you like if you meet somebody who said you know I listen to like I, surface level and I I'm open to that you what you gonna be mad and be right. like well, let me write this question actually and okay. another and another thing <laughs> let, Sorry, me write I'm this, not... let me write this <laughs> question no shade to you thank you for submitting no no no, no but but and, a, and, and another thing I, you know what I I've, I've always appreciated and I remember being like 22 when I first came out and I appreciated the fact that in queer spaces there was an appetite to relationships that were not traditional and to living in ways that were not the norm because that's who we are we're not mm-hmm. what people typically see most people are heterosexual heterosexual yeah. mm-hmm. i think that we look at heteronormative things and then we have to now you're trying to tell me we need to apply those to my our queer lives and further i think that why, why do i need to do that right the people that don't want monogamy are not even the majority so what Absolutely. do you mean forcing somebody to live the way that we think well, this listen, person in, probably don't in want the, In the DNA of this show, Hello? the fabric is, is what's woven into the fabric of this show is taking a look at society's expectations mm-hmm. and rejecting the ones we don't see. And it the for. expectation is that you get married, be monogamous, and have a 50 50 chance of divorce. Period. But, you know, so how's that working out that's, for you? That's just us. That's just us. Now you're sending me DMs. Listen. Now right. I got a screenshot of me sending to your husband. Tom <laughs> 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 foolery of it all. Good luck, girl. Um, all right. <laughs> the next question is, um, thank you for making the episodes into videos. It has helped me connect with you and your guests on a deeper level. I also love Damon's rings and nails. <laughs> Where are the rings from? 
asking for a friend. Girl, you're asking for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and what, um, color, what color is this that we're well, wearing we today? Zoom, Let's right. start with can the we, cerulean can we, moment. Can we, can we zoom in? Can <laughs> we do a ring cam? Let's start with the cerulean. We do a ring cam. <laughs> cerulean moment. Oh my God, we are zooming in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but it, honestly, it was supposed to be more blue, but it came out a little more gray than I expected. Mm. I got my nails done today. But mm. my my rings are actually a lot from my travels. So like some are from when I was in Morocco. I got some in Canada. Some are from like random trips, like walks around the city. Um, I have two of my father's rings. So this one is one I got when he passed away. And then this one is, I think my parents like 20th anniversary wedding band. Um, and I've always loved, loved, loved this platinum band. And mm -hmm. my mom has one, they have matching ones. So I, I wear this one um, as a little tribute to my dad. Um, and then this one actually, it's actually from the same brand that made Tony's shirt. It's called Nappy Head Club and it's called Let Freedom Ring. And on the side of it, it says freedom. Yes, yeah. I love that. It's on my ring, it's on my ring finger. Support black <laughs> businesses. And I do feel when, when Damon, you know, without his ring, he's like, oh my God, I didn't put my rings on. <laughs> like she's mother of <laughs> dragons with those <laughs> rings that she's giving. Well, I also really like to, to like, they, they all have meaning and like, or come from either travels or, or people that I've met that I think are interesting. So, like, I try and, th yeah, they're like an extension of experiences I've had. Very cool. Beautiful. <laughs> Love that. Love a story. Um, all right. So, what are your thoughts about long distance and age differences in romantic relationships? Tony. Um, my thought about long distance is not for me. I, I I don't want that. I need to be able to see my person weekly. I don't need to see you every day, but mm -hmm. I do need to be able to physically get to you. For what? For sex. No, but listen, my, 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 we, we, well, one of the things we do on this show is we talk about love languages. And my one of my love languages is quality time. Oh, I thought you were going to say, say physical, physical touch. touch. Right, I thought you were going to say physical touch. Well, you know, it comes with quality time. It's physical well, touch. you know, <laughs> what, what comes with quality time <laughs> is physical touch. So when we get together and have our quality time, we're, we're touching. Mm. And then I'm touched. My, my heart. In your heart? Um, in my heart. Sure, let's, um, let's and say so that. so that's my thought when it comes to long distance. Not for me, but some people do it and, you know, hooray for them. When it comes to the age thing, I, as I've aged myself, as I'm getting, you know, navigating through life, I think I am more uh, open to like the age thing because it's what I find is that someone that's older and wiser and, and better, like the man you said, I don't get older. I get I what? Get better. I get better mm. and they get better. <laughs> and I'm gonna leave it at that. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Some food for thought. It is a lot of food for thought. <laughs> food for thought. Ooh. <laughs> um, I think I could be in something long distance, y'all. Like people all up in my face all the time. And mm, I, I don't want to be up in somebody's face all the time. I'm like, when we go break. <laughs> Why are you going to get married? I don't want nobody in my house. <laughs> okay, when we um, go break, definitely gave it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that response. Um, <laughs> Isn't it like, I don't want nobody in my damn house. I don't want nobody in my house. That's why I'm single. Get yeah. out of my face. And then with age, like I've been involved with someone who we have an age gap and it doesn't fucking matter. I think it's about connection. It's about how you see the world. You learn, we've learned different things from each other that are interesting based on where we are in our lives that play back and forth. Um, yeah, no, I don't give a fuck about that. Mm -hmm. I don't. Okay. I mean, in terms of long distance, I, this needy bitch 
<laughs> no, I, I, I actually don't. That can be needed. She just said five seconds ago she Way was needy, but now she's talking about long distance. Well, I, no, I can't I think, keep up. No, I think it's fine if they got if if first of all <laughs> if I they have, get on a private jet and come see. Not me. the private jet. <laughs> no, a private jet would be nice, but like I have the resources to go and visit that person, and I'm, I am up. And I would be and I would be dating someone who has the resources to come and see me. So like I don't need to see someone every day. So if it's like a every other weekend thing, mm-hmm. like I'm okay with that if the, if we're both in a position to be able to like make those um you commutes fall, fall in love with somebody without the resources oh i don't think that i'm equipped for something like that but you personally it could happen it could you could, you could fall in love and it wow. doesn't like that's we back in the fantasy Mother world. Mother has seen we? a ghost right now. I don't even know where I'm looking at right now. I blacked out. And I blacked out for a small, short, like period of time. Um, but yeah, like I think that it's. I think it's possible. Um, and then in terms of age difference, like I'm open to it. I've dated someone 50. I've dated someone 45. I'm 32. Like I, I think that you dated somebody w- younger. Huh? You dated somebody younger. Too. Dated somebody younger. I just think that for me, it's more so just like the exchange that I have with them and if I feel comfortable with them and I feel like I don't, you know, like I feel like sometimes when you're like dating somebody younger, you're dating somebody older, there's like a pressure to be like meet them at their level. If I don't feel that pressure from them, I'm just like, okay, fine. The age difference doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's not a deal breaker for me. Mm -hmm. I'm open to it. Um, All right. Next question. Where else can gay men go slash what places could be used for gay networking outside of the club? Damon, you you have your hand raised. I'm going to pick on you, Mr. Epps. Yeah. So this is funny because we had, what was the episode we did about social spaces this season? Um, The uh, episode we did about social spaces. We was it gay- Friends with Benefits? Or, oh, yeah. We, friends about, we could benefits? only meet people at the club. Yada, oh, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends without benefits. And one of my... Actually, one of my exes, that the one I was saying, really listens to the show. And he was just like, I was waiting for you to say that, like, there are already a million places where gay people can meet that's not the club. Like, mm-hmm. I've been in the New York City Gay Men's Course for eight years now, where, like, it's a social thing that's not the club. People talk. There are events. There are gatherings. Mm-hmm. I think in the same way that when we talk about um, supporting queer business or black business, all it takes is a little effort for looking for it. And by a little effort, I mean a Google search. It's not that fucking hard. It's just like, it's easy to go to the club. It's easy to like go to a bar and like that always happens. People promote that every day. But like, there's so many, it's particularly in New York. And I won't speak for like everywhere in the country. Obviously, queer life is different and we kind of live in a metropolis. Um, But there's so much for you to do that like, stop being lazy. Yeah. I mean, if the girls take the road less traveled. They will find things that are on, roads. That are on that road that's less traveled. <laughs> that's like, oh my God, there's a whole world. Yeah, there's a whole world. And people are so just used to what is directly around them and what they're being served. Right. That they, like you said, aren't willing to do any work to go find the things that they want. Uh, and that that actually can be used for everything across, you know, different categories. But yeah. I mean... At the same token, though, I would challenge and say that I think that there needs to be more queer spaces that are like opt in, opt out. I think that it's great that, you know, you're a part of the gay men's uh, chorus. Mm -hmm. 
But that's like a membership fee. That's a commitment. You need to go to rehearsal. You need to be at the performances. Like, where can people go where they just like get up and just say, "I want to be around my community mm -hmm. today," and I don't, you know, huh. and I don't so, want to go to a club or a bar. Right. So like, something like are... a queer, like a queer Soho house, but like not membership. Like, where can I go for that experience, where can but you not just be go paying? Where you know that it's gonna be like a gay environment where you can like meet new people yeah. and it, you don't have to like again I say stop being lazy there are queer book clubs there are queer organizations that have one-off events that you can go to there are plenty of things you can do to opt in and opt out I would also say that like it's important if you are true if, if the whole point of you not wanting to make friends and shit at the club is because you want to like really invest in real platonic friendships that exist outside of your immediate network like at this point you know everybody I know so like the people I know isn't adding much to your circle. Mm -hmm. But like, if you want to get to know people genuinely, it probably involves some level of consistent interaction and not just pop in and pop out. That's true too. Because as we get older, I, I am realizing that like, you might meet somebody and have a great connection with them, but mm -hmm. if you don't have to see them again, you it's very easy <laughs> to just be like, oh girl, what happened to you? <laughs> like, you know, I, gone are the days Absolutely. of being at like school where it's like, right. oh, we have the same class every Tuesday. So Absolutely. we have to like get to know each other for the Child, next month. I call right. one of my, my closest friends from college on Monday because he had gotten engaged and I hadn't talked to him in a couple of months, and I was like, "Boy, that happened. A lot of life happened between the last time we talked and now." <laughs> yeah, and I was, just, man, and that's for somebody I know. Mm -hmm. So, like, when it when it's about like getting getting to know new people or expanding your circle outside of the people you know, like, it involves a little effort. Well, that's what I I. It's, it's definitely you have to be that's intentional, the, for right? Sure, that's the point right? I would make is that it requires a level of like, when you can opt in and opt out, you you do that. You opt in and opt out. You don't really put in the. the the groundwork that it takes to cultivate friendships and so being in part of a group a book club a, a volleyball team a, a well, queer, like, even, child, a like no moby has fucking events you can go to like, that you opt in once like that's what right. i mean by like there are there things, are things like that. that happen where you can do it once right so, like, yeah and you can and but also then because how likely like sometimes yeah you can go in you can meet people at those opt-in and opt-out moments but then it also falls on you to make sure that you are following up. It's, it's and, work. And I don't think yeah. that people realize that. It's the same thing with relationships. People think that mm -hmm. because there's a connection, things are just supposed to magically fall happens. into place. No, it's just like, well, no, job. actually you need to, because there's no school curriculum class right. and that you have to meet up every Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. You don't have like, study group. You Like you have to be like, we are going to get coffee. We are going to go for a walk. We right. are going to have dinner. Like, you have to set in those places to make adult friends. And the yeah. reality is that everybody's fucking busy. So, <laughs> good luck. Uh, everybody, everybody. Good luck. The, girls are, the girls are fake busy. <laughs> no, but the girls be busy, busy. They don't be busy doing nothing. But, like, that's also busy. Like, when I'm at home and I'm sitting on my couch and I'm watching Netflix, I'm busy. you may think that I'm not doing anything, but I'm actually unavailable and I'm actually very busy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Period. Um, all right. Next question. How are you all dealing with being on a public platform while honoring your authentic queer personalities? Um, and so when I, when I read this question, I'm assuming that this person is asking, like, because we're on this podcast and because, like, you know, we're using our voices on a public platform, like, does our authenticity ever come into question? And how are we dealing with that process? Hmm. 
I don't know. I feel like it's it's definitely tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be because of where we're at as an as a society right now in terms of you know people can't just you can't just like be spewing out random shit and right. think you won't get checked and think you won't have any consequences and so i think it's important for us to continue to be thoughtful in what we're saying but also i believe that there should be a space in which we get to make mistakes we get to get it wrong and we get to have a discussion about that and it becomes a teachable moment and not like let's cancel this person you know this person says something that was out of pocket and problematic and so they're done no let's educate this person let's come to a, a an understanding and and see how they respond in that discussion and if they're still crazy then you cancel them mm-hmm. yeah um <laughs> <laughs> I think that this idea of being so thoughtful about how you move through the world is something specific to minority groups. And what I mean by that is like right now, what's very topical is the whole Joe Rogan thing. Yes. He gets on a platform, one of the the, mo- the biggest podcasts in the country. Yeah. I think it's the biggest yeah. podcast in he terms of listenership. shouts the word nigger whenever he wants to. Mm talks about going into a movie theater in a black neighborhood and calls it planet of the apes wow. and still has a hundred million fucking dollar contract at spotify and has the ceo of spotify defend him whereas if the three of us got on here and said derogatory terms against white people or talked about in some crazy way the ex- whatever the equivalent of that would be child we would immediately have some type of negative backlash to us and not to say that I want that level of um, ignorance mm-hmm. in how we talk here, but I think that that level of like walking that tightrope is something that is specific to us. Like, I don't even think that a podcast, like, no one would a- even ask Joe Rogan that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's, there's no expectation that he has to even consider that. And I think that's one of the things that was the whole reason why we started the show is like, what are the things that society wants and demands of us that we think are fair and not fair? And how do we parse out what we want to sign ourselves up for and what we don't? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Further, I would say that we've all decided to exist on this space, on, on this platform in a way that feels most authentic to us. I think one of the things like for, for me, like the way I talk about is I'm going to either talk about it 100% honestly, or I'm not going to talk about it at all. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how I've decided to navigate this. If I feel confident in it, I'm going forward. And that's most things like there, there are a few things that I hold back here. And if I don't feel like I can talk about it truly and honestly, then I don't feel like it's for me to communicate here. And I think that's how I navigate it. Yeah. I think that, um, I think for me, it like being on, the podcast has sort of created a level of urgency around just being more mindful about the words I use and the way that I communicate my opinions. I think that had I not had this platform, I think that I would still be having a lot of kitchen table talk, Mm -hmm. which is like, you know, conversations that you never want to be like heard and you feel like you're, you don't feel safe sharing those ideas. But I feel like, having the podcast has forced me to do the work to like research these things. Mm-hmm. Like when we have these conversations about these topics, 
we're not coming in as, you know, thought leaders in the space. We're not coming in as people who are like, you know, the most progressive on these thoughts. Like we sometimes say opinions that aren't necessarily in alignment with what society is saying is the right mm -hmm. decision. And I think that this podcast has been a huge educational tool for me. So when I think about authenticity, I think that like it's helped me to shift what my authenticity is. Um, but I will say that, yeah, like having a, having a public platform has made me feel a responsibility mm -hmm. to do more work, to learn how to communicate what I really feel and, and really investigate things that I say that could be pro problematic um, and interrogate that and understand how I want to move forward. So um, I don't think yeah. that it's being inauthentic. I just think that, you know, there's a level it's a, you're, you're forced to do the work. Yeah. There's a level of awareness that yeah. comes into play mm -hmm. and be in mindfulness. And it's been a lot of growth having, having this platform. I'll say like, we talk about things that I probably wouldn't just proactively bring up to a group of friends yeah. and it's forced me to have to do some Google searches, mm -hmm. yeah. um, read some articles okay. and my my perspective has changed on a lot of different things right. in preparation for these conversations. Mm -hmm. I had to look inward into my person. <laughs> had to. <laughs> but like, that's the point. Like, yeah. We, it's, I think a good point you just made, like, we're not saying we're experts on anything. Nope. Like, yeah. this for us has been a growth and uh, uh, understanding, like, we, we're learning as we go. And, like, that's actually been fun. Y'all get to watch it. I love, yeah, I love, sometimes I love. you don't agree. I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> I think that's I, the point. I learned to not give a fuck <laughs> as much over time before. Do I was I like, like, girl, we're releasing this episode. Right, but you know what? What, what, I, and what a thing that when we were having our meetings er, earlier on, like maybe season one or two, like we, would kept, we kept saying to you, Jordan, it was just like, actually, more people probably agree with what you were saying as mm -hmm. the more, quote, conservative point of view yes. than like my crazy ass jumping out the window. And I think when we were having those conversations, you were like, okay cool and then when we started to do it it was just like yeah i get what jordan is saying i hear what demand is saying he sounds crazy but like <laughs> that that was kind of the banter that we would get through throughout the first couple of seasons and i think that's fine like yeah there's always somebody out there and, and you, then you have to decide like do the people that agree with you do you want to be in that camp <laughs> or oh, it's just like or, am, I, or, am i in the wrong company <laughs> come get me out of this camp <laughs> send, me, send a helicopter <laughs> <for> me, <laughs> a helicopter immediately <laughs> all right so we have the final question okay um, when can we expect a live show? <laughs> would love to come and support. Who has, who has an answer for that? I would, I I, 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 we would love to me. see it. Um, <laughs> and I think we like, what's so interesting is when we started this podcast, we had a live show idea from season one. We did. You know? Very ambitious girls. We, 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 it was, it was <laughs> no, a shoestring budget. It was literally <laughs> pie in the sky. Like, what does it look like if we had our ideal moment? Mm -hmm. And so... And then we had to record in my living room with fireworks <laughs> we were, because there was a pandemic. We were immediately humble. <laughs> right. COVID came and said, you will not be doing anything live. Yeah, it was given. Shut that shit down. Okay, period full stop <laughs> and so we very much would love to do a, a live recording and i think ideally for us it would come in the form of of like a finale episode but it doesn't have to be like we're open-minded as to how it manifests but we also are keeping in mind the resources that are needed in yeah. order to 
curate a moment that is becoming authentic to us you know authentic to us authentic to the experience we want to deliver because we know you are some some vicious girls out there <laughs> and like if we invite you to a, a moment we want it to be a moment <laughs> you want it to be well received like, so, so the moral of the story is find somebody to fucking pay for it. They don't yeah, want to say it that way. I mean, <laughs> that's why I'm here. I would love, I would love that moment. I would love uh, to have funds to be able to like do that, and hopefully, maybe season five. Who knows? Right? Who knows? But we we hear you, we see you. <laughs> yeah, and it's all it's about community. Like we definitely want to be able to have somebody jump on a mic and ask us one of these crazy questions in person. Yeah. And you know what? What <laughs> Jordan is oh, like, wait a I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> we got to have live questions on the spot. On the spot. But what would be no notes. what's <laughs> interesting about it is stay curious. Mm -hmm. That's that's an answer in and of itself. <laughs> Always. But stay curious about like what does a surface level live moment look like? We had a sort of introduction into like how that comes together when we did a, a picnic to round off our season three yeah. mm -hmm. um, in Central Park. And that was an open invitation to anyone who listens to the podcast. And we met some amazing people. And, your, and it that was, really cool. was interesting because a lot of people that came were people we were meeting for the first time yeah. that yeah, listened to the podcast. And a lot of those people I've met up with after, I've, I've communicated with. with after, like we text, we continue to uh correspond and that's been beautiful about what it is we're doing and so i'm hoping i, I like i have this image in my mind of like an envision in my mind of what that live event looks like and what, you it, write it what, down? It, what it feels like ladies and gentlemen <laughs> surface level live i'm curious <laughs> hey. oh my i lost my headphones oh yeah. it's on my mind <laughs> i'm curious yeah that's the theme song <laughs> that's the theme song so but yeah Coming Sorry, not ladies and gentlemen. Coming <laughs> something else, folks. Yes, folks. We'll figure we'll figure out something. Else. All right. So I can have my Carrie Bradshaw moment, <laughs> and just like that, we've wrapped the fiftieth episode of Surface Level. Ooh, how do we get into it? We'd like to thank Moby for their partnership and helping us grow our platform in ways we really couldn't have imagined this season. Uh, and thank you to all of our community of fearless listeners, amazing guests for sharing your stories. If you've enjoyed this episode, let's keep the conversation going. Let us know your thoughts and questions at surfacelevelpodcast.com. And for the last time in season four, remember, stay curious. Work. <laughs> <laughs>